Hi, this is Kristen Bass with encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. If this is your first time here, let me give you a little background on the many hats I wear. I am a Dallas, Texas bred girl living in Atlanta, Georgia, who is a wife and mom, choreographer and artistic director, Arthur, homesteader, founder and life organizer of Traveling Psychology Girl LLC, where we declutter and organize your mind, home, and office. And I am an educator, which is what led me to do this podcast. If you like nature and the Bible, you have come to the right place. Here, I take elements of nature, insects, animals, and apply their behaviors and characteristics to biblical characters and principles. Sit back and enjoy encouragement from Kristen's backyard. Once again, I am in the house today. It's very cold outside. Um, it is winter, so um, it's cold. <laughs> it's really no reason to be outside in the cold. Um, however, I have been out in the yard. Um, it's it's been raining quite a bit. We we have days where it rain, and then the next day it's sunny um, and really cold, and then the next day it's not cold, but it's rainy again. Then the next day it's not raining, but it's not cold either. And you know the sun's coming out, and the clouds are rolling back, and it appears that, you know, the ground is going to dry up and then the next day it rains. So it's been very difficult to record any podcast outside. And being that it is wintertime, I will be doing this season more so in the house. However, I have been out periodically. Um, I actually, I do still go out every day because I have farm animals and things like that. So I still go out every day. And I am still seeing a lot of interesting activity around the house so I have plenty more podcasts within this season to still talk about the many things that I have seen the many different birds and insects and uh, well not really insects it's not really too many insects out but you know other animals roaming around and there are still a lot going on so lots to talk about um but today is going to be kind of different. I have a lot to discuss today on a particular um, four-legged animal that we all know and love. It is more common and most of us have had one or have one or been raised with this particular animal or know someone who has this particular animal. And being that I'm doing this podcast indoors, I have this particular animal and I am around this particular animal every single day. And I have grown up with this particular animal. And so if you haven't guessed it, it is the domesticated dog. Now, there's a whole lot to cover on the dog. 
are pet dogs, okay? So I'm not going to talk a whole lot about what it looks like because as you know, there's so many different breeds of dogs. I mean, it's practically impossible. It would take forever to do a podcast on the diversity of dogs. But the things that I'm going to cover today and how I'm going to tie it up with the scripture in the Bible or the the story in the Bible that I'm going to discuss it's going to have a deep, deep, deep meaning to it. And um, I think ultimately this is going to be one of my personal favorite podcasts. So let's dive right in. Okay. So, of course, again, we are talking about the dog. Now, I've, I, I took some time to really think about this. And I decided instead of reading to you, you know, um, about dogs, because again, dogs are so diverse. I'm going to talk to you today more so about things that I have noticed growing up with dogs. And I have a couple of stories um, that I can tell you when it comes to dogs. Dogs are, of course, man's best friend. They're very protective and usually whether it is a guard dog or um, a watchdog, they still have an element of protective, you know, still wanting to protect their families and dogs can be extremely territorial. They absolutely love to please their owners some of them can even be stubborn they love children generally there are some breeds that are not really good with children dogs are very alert they can do the same thing over and over and over again and they never get tired to give you one particular story I have more so a watch dog. Although um, there are times where I see a guard dog in her. Um, she's not a full breed. She, we believe that she is a mixture of a whippet or um, more so a, an Italian greyhound. But there are characteristics about her that makes me think that she has some type of bulldog or pit in her. There's uh, some characteristics that even look sort of like a chihuahua. So I thought about getting a DNA test done just to see what she, everything that she has in her. But I remember before we moved here, we lived in our town home and she kept sniffing around the dishwasher one day, um, several days. She would sniff, sniff, sniff around the dishwasher. And this one particular day, she had her nose. I mean, you could not even get her attention to try to get her to do anything else. She was caught up and she's barking in the background. <laughs> but she was caught up in whatever it was with this dishwasher. 
And I can tell you now, she's barking in the background. She's barking at squirrels. <laughs> she's looking out the window, barking at squirrels. But, um, so I was like, but what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Well, long story short, it turned out that I, I called the maintenance, um, main, the maintenance guy. And, you know, I told him, I said, hey, my dog keeps smelling around this dishwasher. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why she won't leave it alone. She won't let up. And um, sure enough, he pulled the dishwasher out and there was a giant hole in the wall. Just a giant hole where a rat had chewed, a wood rat had chewed up the entire area. And the electrical work was was so damaged, and it was near the water. And it we could the basically the house could have caught on fire. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and we thank her for you know um, saving us basically because we could have it could have been a terrible situation. And so I'm truly grateful to her sensitivity and her nose and her determination to see what it was back there. There is another story where um, I had had surgery on my mouth, had mouth surgery. And um, I've had a few operations and I can tell you mouth surgery is the ultimate worst I mean, I'd rather push a baby out than have mouth surgery. But I'd had mouth surgery. And I had to have the surgery twice um, because it didn't go well the first time. And when I had it done the second time, um, I'd had the surgery. And I think three or four days later, um, all of the new blood vessels in my mouth bursted. Yeah, and as you can imagine, I was in excruciating pain, and my mouth was bleeding, and I could not stop the blood, and it was just, it was terrible. I'll just put it that way. And my dog knew, she knew something wasn't right. She was with me. She started running around, and she was anxious, and she was barking, and so she went upstairs as I was in the the guest bathroom, and so she went upstairs to the bedroom, and she was barking at my husband, trying to get him up. She was barking at him, she was growling, she was like she was trying to pull <clears throat> the covers down, and um she was trying everything she could to get his attention. She would run to the door, run back, and he didn't really understand what was going on um you know men are sometimes they're just not as sensitive as women are and he was just like go to bed go back to bed because this was like this, this happened at like two three in the morning and uh she was so persistent and I don't remember I don't know if, if he realized I wasn't in the bed and she wouldn't let up but he came downstairs and when he saw what was going on, because I couldn't help myself, honey, I couldn't say nothing. I couldn't, I was lightheaded. <clears throat> and so 
when he saw me, he freaked out and he was just like, I'm calling 911. And so he did. So there's more stories with my dog, but those are the two that are the most memorable to memorable to me. And it just shows you just how important this four-legged animal is. And one of the things um, about this animal, this dog, this, this mammal, um, is that they will beg for food. They will beg for food. And it's the one thing that I really is irritated. I can't stand when a dog just sit in front of you and they just beg, 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 beg. But there are times where, you know, when my dog does that, I will give her something. And then there are other times where I'm like, absolutely not. You're not getting it. And she'll go and she'll lay down, but then she'll pop her head back up just to see if I'm going to change my mind. And it doesn't matter how long I go without ever giving her anything. She knows at some point I'm going to give her something. So the point that I'm making is dogs are very patient. They're very persistent. And even when you turn them down multiple times, they never give up. You want to know why? Because dogs have faith too. They have faith. They have the same measure of faith that we have, right? We have a grain, just the Bible says we just have a grain of a mustard seed. Most of us have at least a grain. God has given us all a, a measure of faith. And what we don't think about is that dogs have that same measure of faith because they believe if you watch them, they believe if you have been around dogs, you know how they are. They believe that at some point, something's going to fall down for them to eat. And when we come back, I'm going to tie this in with a story. Today's story is going to be out of Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 through 28. And I actually spent a lot of time studying this because I didn't like the different versions that I read. I think I started out with the English Standard Version, then I went to the Passion Version, I went to the... NIV, I went to the NLT, I went to the Message Bible. Every time I read this story, I did not like what I was reading. And I'll explain that, we'll find out why in a moment. But I finally found a version um, that I liked. And I, I had to talk to my husband about this because there was things I didn't understand about it. And um, I, what I ended up doing is I went and I got one of my study Bibles and I'll tell you, well, I'll talk about that in a moment as well. Um, I, I really struggled with this story. <clears throat> and so, um, we're going to get right into it. I decided to go with the easy to read version. 
So this is Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 through 28, the easy to read version. Let's get right in it. Jesus went from there to the area of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that area came out and began shouting and began shouting, Lord, son of David, please help me. My daughter has a demon inside her and she is suffering very much. But Jesus did not answer her. So the followers came to him and said, tell her to go away. She keeps crying out and will not leave us alone. Verse 24, Jesus answered, God sent me only to the lost people of Israel. Then the woman came over to Jesus and bowed before him. She said, Lord, help me. He answered her with this saying, and this is the problem is this scripture. Verse 26, he answered her with this saying, it is not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Then the woman said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the pieces of food that fall from their master's table. Verse 28, then Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. You will get what you ask for. And right then the woman's daughter was healed. Now, this is a, a very unique story in the Bible. And the reason I had a problem with it, I've always had an issue with this scripture. But the reason stems from verse 26. And actually, I'm going to back up. I'm going to go back to verse 21. Or actually, yeah, I, I, I'll read 21 through 23. Because 23, I have an issue too. So in, ver in verse 21, again, it says, Jesus went to this area, you know, Tyre inside on. Okay, so a Canaanite woman from that area came out and began shouting, Lord, son of David, please help me. My daughter has a demon inside her and she was suffering very much. So the, the woman's daughter was demon possessed. That is a real thing. Just in case you didn't know, if you never experienced it, movies tell us all the time and we go and we enjoy them and we don't think that that stuff is real. It's very much so real. So she had a, her daughter had a demon in her. She was possessed. So verse 23, but Jesus did not answer her. He ignored her. Here it is. This woman coming and she need his help, but he ignored her. And then on top of that, the followers came to him and said, tell her to go away. She keeps crying out and, we, and will not leave us alone. So even the people that was with him, she was getting on their nerves. And I, 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 I feel like this was a bit of being rude. Um, I understand that he was on a mission. He had somewhere to go. He had things to do. But here it is. This woman's daughter is possessed. And then what really got me was verse 25. Then the woman came over to Jesus and bowed before him. And she said, Lord, help me. She's crying out. Lord, she, she's in such desperation that she bows down. Lord, 
calling him Lord. Help me. And then he said to her, it is not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Now, I told you before that I read this in multiple versions. And in all the versions, I was hoping to see something different there. But they all pretty much said the same thing. And give it to the dogs. So my question was, did he just call her a dog? Did he compare her to a dog? So you mean to tell me what I got going on? I'm sent to the lost sheep of Israel. This is why I'm here. I'm not sent here for you. So I'm not going to cast my pearls among swine, if you will. That That's not what he meant, but it sounds like that. It was like he called her a dog. But this woman has such great faith. She said, yes, Lord. But even the dogs eat the pieces of food that fall from the master's table. Who? What can you say to that? What can you really say to that? Because as we talked, I talked about before about dogs. They're man's best friend. They, they're man's best friend and we take care of our dogs. And so... As I was doing some digging and some studying, I'm not a historian. I'm not going to pretend to be. I have to read my word and study it just like the, the next person. But what was going on here was there was basically two group of people during this time. There were the Jewish and there were the Gentiles. And I looked up just a definition of a Gentile. I just Googled it. And Wikipedia says Gentile is a term that usually means someone who is not a Jew. Okay, we got that. Other groups that claim Israelite heritage sometimes use the term to describe outsiders. Okay, well, that's really all I need to read. So, a Gentile is a person that's not Jewish. The word stemmed from the Hebrew term goy. This is what I really wanted to go into, goy. Now, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's spelled G-O-Y. So I'm going to assume it's goy, which means a nation. And was applied both to the Hebrews and to any other nation. The plural goyim, and that's G-O-Y-I-M, especially with the def the definite article um, and then it, it, it well, it's like high goim, so that's H A hyphen G O Y I M, which means the nations, meant nations of the world that were not Hebrew. So those were the Gentiles. So my husband makes it plain and clear: it's like Bloods and Crips. But in this, in in this, uh, in this text is just mainly it was the people that were of God and the people that were not of God then you have the Jewish people and then now we also know that it was the Jewish people that crucified Jesus but um there's also if you look up uh because the um Jewish people were like the people of Judaism Judea okay like Judea 
uh, it's where you get like the, the lion of Judah and, um, the 12 tribes of Judah. And it's been said by a lot of people that you can link all of our lineage back to one of the 12 tribes, but there were the lost sheep and, um, there were the people that just, they, they were not of God. And, um, that's why you have things like the, the, um, what is that? The, uh, Samaritan guy that, um, the good Samaritan, because it was, Samaritans were viewed as bad. So it was saying the good Samaritan, you know, I had to point that out, <clears throat> but there is a website, if you want to go and do some research, it's called cru.org, cru.org, and uh, it says, it, if you want to go right to it, it's, it's, did Jesus come to reach the Gentiles? And it's a really good article. You can go all the way down, because there's a whole lot on it, but you can scroll down and it till it says, first strategy to the Jews. And then it'll say second strategy to the Gentiles. And just read that. And that may give you a little bit more insight um, on, a, you know, what got meant between those two things. Um, let me pull my scriptures back up. So I went over to that. So I went to my study Bible. And um, I pull this Bible out whenever I'm reading a text and I just really, really don't understand the point of it. That I don't understand it. And as I said, I was having this issue with Jesus, you know, <laughs> seemingly called this woman a dog. Um, but then she was very, very quick to come back and say, oh, well, even a dog's eat from the master's table. But this is an excellent resource, and this book is called The Baker Illustrated Bible Handbook. It is awesome, The Baker Illustrated Bible Handbook. And I'm going to read to you how this book explains this whole text. And so it says, let's make sure I'm reading the right thing, as Jesus ventures further into gentile country he encounters a canaanite woman who wants relief for her demon possessed daughter she cries out to jesus as lord son of david revealing a special understanding that jesus is the jewish messiah the woman persists and in spite of the fact that she is a gentile woman Jesus finally heals her daughter. At first, it might seem that Jesus is insensitive and unloving in his remarks to the woman. But he is demonstrating two things. First, his primary mission is to the Jews as God's chosen people. Second, he is testing her by asking her to demonstrate true faith and humility by trusting him, the kind of faith the Jews should have had but didn't. It's also helpful to note that Jesus' ministry is this and surrounding passages demonstrates his love and concern for the Gentiles. So when I read that, 
That made me feel a little bit better. <laughs> Jesus is for all of us. He died on the cross for all of us. It's very important that we cover the the people of Israel. And as I said, you know, I'm not a historian, but it has been said that we can all be tied back to the 12 tribes of Judah. And that was definitely a part of, you know, that biblical history. We, all you need to do is accept him as your Lord and Savior and boom, he's your Savior. But at that time, he was specifically trying to save this particular people. And, but as you read the scriptures, he reached out and he loved and he cared for and he healed and delivered people of every background. This is just a time that, you know, he was walking in and his love and compassion still healed this woman because she showed great faith. And it's amazing to me how the people, there were so many people that just had so much faith they had the Messiah right there with them and, and they heard about him from far distances and they were determined to get victory. One of those women was the woman with the issue of blood. She didn't even need to see Jesus. She just wanted to touch the hem of his garment and she knew that she would be made whole. And so she was. We don't know who that woman was, but it extracted power out of Jesus so much so to where healing left his body and entered into her. And so his mission was to heal, save, and deliver. But faith is founded all throughout the Bible. If you go into Hebrews and you read all of the story, all of the, 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 the people that had faith, the people that had faith. And when you are dealing with dogs, particularly, it could be any animal, but mainly with dogs, they have a level of faith that is unimaginable because they never give up. They beg for food. They wait patiently. They're persistent, even when they have been turned down multiple times, they never give up. And I think the biggest thing here is to realize that, you know what? I cannot give up. No matter what my circumstances look like, I cannot give up. If we could have the kind of faith, and we all have it, we all, again, as I said, we all have a measure of faith, but to have the kind of faith that dogs have, because even the dogs would eat from their master's table. They ate from the master's table. How many times if you've been around dogs or you had dogs and you were eating and you didn't even want your dog to have anything, but something fell from the table, fell from the table. And guess what? The dogs ate it. 
Did you complain? No, because truth be told, you didn't want that stuff on your flow anyway. I can, I, there are times where I'm cooking. I don't want, she cannot have anything, you know, especially because my dog has a special diet. She can't have nothing. But if something falls on the floor, all of us, the entire, it is, we have a family of five, all of us. Ariel, come get this. As soon as you call the name, she know you're in the kitchen. She's running. Because she's coming to get, she knows she's coming to get some. She don't even know what fell down. She don't even know. But she have so, she's in a whole nother room. But she have so much faith that she's coming. She know there is some, there is an expected end. When she get to that kitchen, it's going to be something. She don't know what it is, but it's going to be something on that floor for her to eat. And so her faith has brought forth something that is amazing to me hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says faith is what makes real things we hope for this is still coming from the easy to read version it is proof of what we cannot see god was pleased with the people who lived a long time ago because they had faith like this faith is what makes faith is what makes real the things we hope for it is proof of what we cannot see. I'm going to say that again. Faith is what makes real the things we hope for. It is proof of what we cannot see. If we can line our faith up with the faith of dogs. They don't know where their meal is coming from, but they believe, they have faith that they are going to receive it. They hope for it and they are determined to get it, whatever it is. When we sit down to eat something, she is determined. She's going to wait patiently because it's not just it's not just enough to have faith, but to be patient. She's going to wait patiently. And I have other friends and family members with dogs I'm around them all the time they all do the same thing I was raised with dogs they all did the same thing they wait patiently they have a measure of faith isn't that amazing to know that dogs have a measure of faith but we struggle we are human beings who are capable of so many, so much more than a dog is capable of. But yet, this is the one scripture we struggle with, y'all. And I mean, we, even myself, I struggle with this at times. I struggle, I struggle with the patience. I want to help God. I want to know what he doing. What you doing, God? You need help? You don't seem to be moving fast enough. Do you need me to come and try to help you fix it? That's how we are. But not dogs. Not dogs. Dogs will sit and they will wait patiently for their expected end. That is amazing. That is all that I have for today, but I hope that you got something out of this and I hope that you can take these scriptures and you can go and do some more digging and some more studying. Um, 
But I hope that you are blessed by this. And I hope that maybe you can look at your dog. You can look at other dogs. You can think about the dogs that you have or been around. And you can apply the simplicity of what you have seen to your own personal life and walk with Christ. To know, you know what? You may be on a mission, Lord. I know you got a whole bunch of people you got to take care of. I know it's the sick and the shut in. I know it's this person over there, but your eye is on the sparrow. I know it watches over me. You know what? Even the dogs eat crumbs that fall from the master's table and the dogs have faith. They're patient. They're going to wait. I'm going to do the same. So if I'm a dog, if you on a mission, if just if, if you are on a mission, and you calling me a dog, the dogs don't go hungry. The dogs eat from their master's table. Thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. I can't wait to bring you more because yes, 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 there is more to come. God bless you. Hi, this is Kristen, and thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. You know, the Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, maybe after listening to the podcast, if you are not saved, you're thinking, I would love to give my life to Christ. If so... All you have to do is confess your sins to him, ask him to forgive you, and he will, and then say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And you know what? It is done. You are saved. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and want to follow me on social media, I am at three different places on Instagram. You can follow me at KB Simple Life, Encouragement from Kristen, or my business page, Traveling Psychology Girl. Thank you so much for listening and supporting what I'm doing here. God bless you. God bless you. And I will be with you next time.